Jerusalem Welcome back to the one and only Minorities Report Film Podcast. It's your weekly deep dive into all things movies and entertainment through a colorful perspective. Your favorite minorities are reporting for duty. My name is Shama, and as always, here with me, Raul Nevedo. Yo, yo, what's up? Our lovely producer is not available today. Mm-hmm. Right? We'll, we'll remember to say it this time at the beginning of the show. Oh, yes. Hey, yes. Uh, uh, con- con- confession. Uh, this is our second time doing this because something happened to the audio on the first recording. Um, and on the first recording, we completely forgot to say anything about Dre. We <laughs> so, <laughs> remembered at the end. You remember now. Uh, what's up, buddy? I'm just glad to be reporting for duty, talking about like what we have been watching, what we have been eating, listening, writing, reading. Eating. Eating, yeah. We've been eating lots of great things. But before we proceed, we would like to remind you to check the website, mreportpod.com, for all news, reviews, film reviews, all the new theatrical releases. We try to watch them, review them, talk about them. And make sure to give a follow to our new Twitter account at mreportfilm. And you can still find us on Instagram at mreportpod. Uh, we did. We had, there was a, I'm sure many of you noticed, uh, we have, I mean, we've gotten uh, several messages from you guys. Um, our Twitter account had some sort of glitch um, and yeah, and we're still trying to work our way through that. Um, but in the meantime, it's been like almost four weeks. So we, until we figure this out, um, all we know from Twitter is that it was some sort of glitch and we have no idea what's going to happen. So until then, we got another account at M Report Film. Uh, make sure you guys give us a follow um, there so you can keep up with all our stuff, everything we're posting, um, everything that's happening uh, on there. We have been watching New York Film Festival and lots of upcoming releases as well for, for October on different venues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, New York, New York Film Festival started uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, and it's it's uh, it's been something. You know, I've been it, – it's – it's been a it, it's been a really interesting experience. The first one I've attended virtually, um, and it's I know we talked about it a little bit last week. We talked about you know the incredible diversity of the slate that they have this year, um, and and they, they they they're known for having a great program. But you know this year in particular, like I've never attended. I'm sure you've never attended a, a pod a, a, a film festival virtually like this. Oh, never! Which like this year has forced us to do everybody yeah, to do. Yeah. And actually, they did a great job. Yeah. Like to see, like the amount of people working, and most of them are working remotely, working from home with limited resources, and trying to to find these great content, these diverse content of uh, from all over the world, and the way they are uploading them, and the the website, and they're trying like to to the virtual screening room, the the for the general audience, like things that with no glitches, they are doing great job. And most of them being New Yorkers. Exactly. Have, ne- have never even heard of a drive-in. 
Yeah, and so they're uh, having to learn that. Yeah, in addition to the drive-in and like they are selling out, selling out of all the rentals online. Like you know, try to get a ticket for for one of the movies, you find it like sold out. It's um, they are doing great job doing that, and uh, yeah, like uh, yeah, I've been I've been impressed, and I've been impressed also. Like they um, they've done a great job with like press releases and communication, um, and and their the, the system they developed for like uh, getting press screeners. Um, so that we can watch them um, ahead uh, ahead of the general audience and get our thoughts out there to the world, so the general audience know what to look for. Um, they've 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 uh, they've done a great job with that, you know. Though, and I know I mentioned this last week, um, and it's a, a big complaint a lot of people have is that they don't have an app for screening. So it's been really interesting screening it through their website. But you know what? I, I can imagine that, like you know, this is their fifty eighth year, but this feels like probably a brand new fe- film festival to them, like. They've had to refigure out how to do everything. Um, but so, thankfully, we have like Apple TV, Chromecast. We can AirPlay. We yeah, can yeah. cast. Like we can. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I feel like they felt like, um, yeah, I, I'm sure they were trying to come up with an app, but it, it, it's one of those things that other things had precedent, and they were just like, you know what, we're just gonna have to put that aside and hope we can get that done by next year. If we're having to do the same kind of thing next year, hopefully we don't, but. You know, let's just put that to the side because we have more important matters. Um, but like everything, you know, everything else has been really good. Uh, press conferences, everything. Uh, uh, yeah, it's they, they've they've done a really good job, and and we have gotten to see uh, some fantastic films. I know I've put uh, several reviews up on the site. You guys can check out right now. But um, we wanted to mention a couple of the the highlights uh, that a lot of people are talking about. First one, Mangrove. Yeah, continuation of the small X that we talked about last week. Yep, we talked about the small X, Steve McQueen's small X uh, anthology project, which is a series of five films. Mangrove is going to be actually, when this releases on Amazon, it's going to be the first of the films to drop Yeah, from the series. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you what, Mangrove is Steve McQueen's best film to date. Um, it's a film about oppression, injustice, and the will to fight for your human right to community and life free of persecution. It's, it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful film. It is. It's, it's marvelous. It's anger inducing. It's thought provoking. Letitia Wright delivered one of the most glowing performances of this year. The film is wonderful. Raul's review uh, is really like covering the entire aspect of everything related to the film. Check it on mreportpod.com. And the movie will be on Amazon Prime in uh, on and the movie will be on Amazon Prime starting November 23rd. It will be the first on the Small X series. Boom. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um another movie we got to see uh On the Rocks, which is an adorable little film by Sofia Coppola. Um it shows an, an out of touch father desperately trying to spend time with his daughter in his own way. Yeah. It's a delightful, personal, emotional film. Actually, it's perfected by the beautiful performances from Bill Murray and uh, Rashida Jones. Yeah. Apple TV Plus are really handpicking their their content. Yeah. Like when 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 they landed on this film, I said like, oh, okay, it's different. And after watching this film, you feel how different it is. Like it's happening in New York, nice time, like uh, less stressful movie. So we needed something like that at this time, pre-COVID filmed. So 
It's a great film. Check it out. It's coming on in theaters first week of October and mid October on Apple TV Plus. Yeah, I love that Sofia Coppola is calling it a period film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. because you see people at restaurants. <laughs> uh, another film which is, it, it, I mean, it's uh, it's one of the most talked about films of the year, uh, Nomadland, starring uh, Francis McDormand. It's a, uh, it's man, it's a a gorgeous piece of cinema that displays a side of America we rarely see in a group group of people that like, like, I, I, like I, I, you don't even think about or, or maybe don't even know exist. Um, Chloe Jaw is the, the director and writer and she masterfully penned and captured this tale. Uh, it's, it's a tale of uh, life after loss and of like finding your way, you know, or, or maybe a new way. Exactly. Finding a new way. How, what can you do after a struggle? And this movie, I didn't think that it will be one of my favorites because I've, I've never been into that kind of experimental thing before watching the film. Yeah. But watching this and seeing how, how Chloe Zhao like is handling the, the whole movie together, how it's grasping together. It's, a, it's like a, a canvas that she's crafting and, and the soundtrack, the score is amazing. The soundtrack is phenomenal. It's it, it's a main pillar of the success of this film. Like it's so emotional. It's so different. It's it's really good. And Princess McDormand, like she no is, words can can describe what she's, she's doing in that film. She's perfect for it. Yeah. Um. I uh. I like you walked into it, not thinking I was gonna love it as much as I did, because it's a. I knew I was walking into a like. Uh, in the life of film more than like a narrative from ABC, you know, um, we're just going to be seeing the life of somebody. And I'm, I'm usually, I've said it before. I'm usually not a huge fan of those kind of movies, but, uh, this one is like intoxicating. Like it, it's phenomenal. And I remember like Raul never holds his phone while he's watching a movie in the middle of the film. He texted me. He said like, Shama, you're going to love watching this movie. Cause I saw it like, I remember I said, I said, uh, what I've noticed so far in these first 30 minutes of this film is uh, Chloe is an incredible director. Yes, yes. He said that. And I've seen like the movie after that. And I said like, wow, the whole film, she is an incredible director. And I cannot wait for everybody to watch this movie coming in theaters on December 4th. It's a searchlight movie. And uh, definitely it will be competing in, se- in several awards. Yeah. And then uh, last one we wanted to highlight was it's not an NYFF film. Oh, yes. Um, though there are a lot of other great NYFF films we're going to get more in detail uh, later on. on uh, we're going to have uh, a, a show more dedicated to those NYFF films and talk more in depth about that. Um, we just want to give you guys a snippet. But a film that, that we definitely need to talk about um, that dropped, that uh, not dropped, but was the press got to see this last week, was The Trial of the Chicago 7 by Aaron Sorkin, arguably the greatest writer, or at the very least, definitely one of the best writers in history uh, for screenplays. He, yeah, he, Trial of Chicago 7, uh, as soon as reviews were allowed to be out there, it, it crowded the internet. Um, it is a film for now. Uh, it's a film for the time it's depicting. It's a film for history. Um, it is an incredibly poignant film um, about the power of protesting and of the injustice people are subjected to. 
uh, for doing just that. Yeah, how sad you can get when you're watching this movie, especially like after watching like Mangrove and then like Trial of Chicago 7 and see this happened 50 years ago and it's still happening. It's something that like it fits the climate we are still living till now and we are experiencing this year. You cannot believe that this was like planned and intended to be filmed last year and before George Floyd, before what happened, before this year, before BLM. So it's, it's just like sad, but technical wise, like filmmaking, it's, it has the great ensemble of the year. Yeah, best ensemble. Best ensemble of the year. Of the year. Like great, phenomenal actors. Like we're gonna dive deeply talking about this. But like you can read Raul's review on the website mreportpod.com. Um, it's a great film. I I finished the movie after like twelve hours. I watched the movie again, and I had like the same like amount of anger, same amount of like I was crying, I was in tears. But I'm amused by Yaya Abdul Mateen's uh, performance. Sacha Baron Cohen's performance, like uh, Edward Main, Mark Rylance, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, Frank Langla, uh, these great uh, performers, great actors in this yeah. film. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, that one is coming to Netflix October 16th. So that one is right around the corner. Yeah, yeah. Oof. I cannot wait for everybody to see that movie. Uh, so guys, that's it. We're, uh, that's it, talking about uh, some of the movies we got to see this week. We're going to get into... The, the bulkier portion of the show. But again, don't forget, guys, uh, for any reviews, stuff like that, make sure you guys check out the site, mreportpod.com. Um, yeah, check us out on the socials. First up on the report, we got the box office. It's still happening. There's still box office. Movie theaters are still open. They are not doing that much. Mm. We have like one of our lowest box office in history. I said it last week, fall of the box office. It is. It's falling more. Tenet, it's in its fourth week, did $3.4 million, totaling $41.2 million in North America and grossing worldwide $283 million. Unfortunately, this is happening. Yes, the movie costed $200 million for Warner Brothers. They definitely need at least to reach the 400 before it's out of theaters. But we hope things will get better. We hope when, when they release it on demand, it will be more revenue for them. We, just, we, we don't want every big movie to be shelved. Um, at this moment, yes, I'm glad that Christopher Nolan pushed for the movie to be out. They didn't lose that much but they didn't get the revenue they wanted. In the second place, we have New Mutants. They did $1.1 million last weekend. Unhinged in the third place at 967000 BTS, the South Korean pop movie from Burn the Stage, at fourth place with $960,000. Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> yes, that's Star Wars celebrating 40th anniversary this year. It almost made a million dollars this past weekend in theatrical release. And that's it for the box office today. Next up on the report, the news. M. Night Shyamalan revealed that his new movie is called Old. Now, when I saw that, I, I don't know what happened to me. I don't know what my mind was going through before seeing that but for some reason i continued searching for the rest of the title 
Mm-hmm. I was like, old. <laughs> old. Old what? Yeah. And so I had to keep reading. I was like, oh. And then I saw a hashtag old movie. And I was like, oh, it's just, it's just called it's just called old. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. He, um, he released a teaser poster. And he said that the project is based loosely on a French graphic novel called Sandcastle, which he received as a Father's Day gift and then decided to purchase the rights to. Um, the synopsis is still there's. I, I feel like it's still there's still a lot of figuring out, but the 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 the, the basic story uh, follows a group of people that find a dead body on a beach and come to find that there's something unnatural happening. Ooh, something is happening. I'm so excited for Maybe it. It's a mermaid. Oh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. M. Night Shyamalan is a great name. He's the guy that did Sixth Sense, you know. Uh, yes, I know yeah. what, what happened uh, lastly with Glass, but Split was good. It was not that bad. Split was okay. Um, the problem is he, 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 so he had Sixth Sense, is an incredible film. Um, it, it signs, great film. Uh, but he has not had a great film since Lady in the Water. Yeah. So it's concerning. I can't get excited anymore about Shyamalan projects because I've, I've just let down too much. It's kind of like the DC universe. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, please. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm not, I can't say I'm excited, um, but I'm, I'm going to keep an eye out on this. We'll keep you guys updated. And I'm, I mean, I'm going to check it out, obviously, when it comes out. But, um, but yeah, I just, I just, I just can't get, uh, excited next up on the news finally after more than 10 years of reprising his role as nick fury samuel l jackson will have his own show reprising nick fury on disney plus disney decided to make an original tv show it should have happened and it's the best time for it to happen now yes this year we didn't see any marvel movie in theaters who can imagine that Black Widow will be pushed from May to November then to May of next year? So Disney teased us with like one division coming soon, but then we got the news that Nick Fury will have his own show. It's not coming this year, but at least a bit of a news that will make us happy. So what do you think that I know they haven't announced any of this, but if you had to guess premise of the show, what are we looking at? I I personally prefer that the show will be like a kind of anthology. Every every episode is different story with one of the Avengers, with one of of uh, like yeah, one of the Marvel characters. I know it's hard; it's big on production, but maybe I just can't get excited about that. I can't get excited about about an anthology series I, 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 that where every episode is like the the Fury Files. You know, I I can't I can't get too excited about that. So I'll have to wait. I understand like it, it would be tough to do a full overarching or overarching. Sure. Um, narrative that, that has, you know, all the Avengers or a number of them, cause it would be so expensive, but I, I, I don't know. And, and then on the other side, it would end up being something like, uh, Agents of Shield, which was a big letdown. Yeah, but so it don't was, want was that great either. at the beginning. Yes, yes. yes. Um, so I, I really don't know what I want, but I, I, I don't dig uh, episodic anthology series. So, but we'll, we'll, we'll. I don't know. We'll just have to keep an eye out on that and see what's uh, what they're thinking. 
Kyle Bradstreet is the guy that did Mr. Robot. He will be helming this project as writer and executive producer. Mm-hmm. So we'll wait and see. But I'm glad that Samuel L. Jackson will be there. We'll have like a TV show for him, like a TV series for him. That's good. Another Disney news. Disney announced finally that the group watch is coming to the U.S. The group watch is like Disney Disney Plus watch party. It started in, in Canada, New Zealand, Australia earlier this month. Up to seven people can be watching the same show together. One host can invite and send links to six other members and they have to accept it through their phones and then they can connect their phones to their TVs and watch them through their Disney Plus account. But subscription is required for everyone. That was my question. So everybody that joins the party has to have their own subscription. They have to have their own subscription. What if they share your subscription? Oh, that's a good They have their own login. That's a good idea. We, we can test that. It's available we'll now. Try it out. We can test that. Because like I we'll can report, watch... We'll report back. Yeah, my kids are living in <laughs> Texas and like are using my account. We have a family account. So we can we can see that. And if you guys want to see more about how that looks, Shamba wrote a, a lovely article on the site um, with pictures and kind of walking you through how uh, what it looks like and, and how to get it all started. So, yeah. Another Disney news, but it's a little bit of a sad news. The most gathering for Disney lovers, the most one that I really love to attend, the D23. It was supposed to be happening in 2021. Happens every two years. Disney decided to push it to 2022. It's happening between September 9th and September 11th of 2022. So is it going to happen now 22, 24, or do you think it'll be 22, 23? I, I mean, honestly, it makes more sense for it to be even numbers. Even numbers yeah. uh, well, okay, I love even numbers more, but okay. I just like, I cannot wait. That's like long time. Like the last one was like 2019 to three years to 2022. Listen, I've had to wait as, uh, like 15 years so far. Probably going to have to wait 30 years before I get to see the sequel to Avatar. So you can wait an extra year to get to D23. But actually, we have good news. Like James Cameron announced that Avatar 2 filming is 100% complete and he's in post-production now. And it's at almost at 95% in, uh, finished in post-production in addition to Avatar 3 at 95% finished filming. Oh. I don't believe that. Like, of course, I try, I believe what he's saying, but like, it's un, it's. I, I cannot imagine that this happened because the scenes that we have just seen filming under the water in New Zealand, or, or like, I thought that these are from Avatar two or three. I thought they I, were a four or five. What's going on? This is crazy. Why are we still filming two? Okay, I'm glad. <laughs> so, like, we're filming now for four and five. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm really happy with it. Listen, this is releasing. All right, just get the post production done. We don't need to wait two years. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm okay with that. Um, moving on the news, Apple TV Plus acquired the Russo Brothers' latest film entitled Cherry, which is starring Tom Holland and Sierra Bravo. And they acquired it for almost $50 million. Uh, Shama wrote an article on the site. You can check out on that too. Uh, but Shama, what else do we know right now about that? As I, as I said earlier, like Apple trying to have different content and they are handpicking everything. I was following this project when the Russo brothers finished uh, Avengers and uh, Endgame and uh, everything and they started having their own production company. So they were thinking about their next project. So they read the book about the story that this movie is based on and they decided to purchase the rights for $1 million 
and produce it through their production company. In the, I remember like in April of this year, after like um, when they finished filming, uh, Anthony Russo said like Tom Holland's performance is Oscar worthy. So, and this movie is coming in early 2021 before the Oscars. So this might put the, the movie on the Oscars map. It might be an Oscar contender. So I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to know that Apple purchased this uh, project because it looks um, like really interesting. It looks like that they did great uh, effort in it. The story looks uh, interesting. So I cannot wait for that as well. Well, again, make sure you guys check out Chum's article on that online if you want to know a little more. Next up on the news, Justice League, Snyder Cut will have some reshoots. Let's move to the news article after that role. Like, I, I don't want to talk about that, please. Wait, you mean that that they need to reshoot? You're telling me he did he did not have Man, all the footage he needed, like you said? Everything is a lie. <laughs> 70 million dollars. 70 million dollars. Why? Why for a movie that we have already seen? It, and here's the thing. I remember when he said it, everybody went, what? There's enough footage for him to make a five-hour film? Doesn't make sense. I trust him. Because I've released it. And then I said, no way. <laughs> There's no way. He said, I just need to get a little more voiceover stuff done, uh, some post-production, yada, yada, yada. I said, there's no way. Then he announced it was not going to be five hours. It was going to be three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. I said, that makes a little more sense. But still, <laughs> still, this sounds crazy. Sure enough, now they announce that they're doing $70 million worth of reshoots. Listen, I don't understand where HBO is going. I don't understand what, what HBO is thinking. I like, are they are they sitting there going, you know what? HBO Max is killing the game. I don't know if they're actually killing the game, but Let's just hypothetically say that that's just something. They're just like, you know what? We're doing great. Uh, we can throw away seventy million dollars that we'll never see again. Um, or are they thinking we will make seventy million dollars in new subscriptions? Or are they thinking we'll go the Mulan route and put it up for an extra fee on HBO Max? Do you think anybody will pay $30, even $10 to watch the movie I on think, HBO Max? I think there's Subscription is enough. I think there's a lot of people out there that would do it. Okay, I will be I will watch it because like to know like what what's happening. What are I'm you guys talking? I'm not paying. But I'm not paying. No, yeah. I will not pay. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I again, I just I'm speculating because I don't know. I don't know like originally it was just like there's no way HBO is going to put more money into this movie. Maybe a little bit more for post-production. But like $70 million? That's, that's 10 Invisible Mans. Yes. Oh, yes. 10 Invisible Mans. Like, <laughs> we can make like great movies like Blind Spotting. Like, we can make like Man. five Blind Spotting, I believe. Like, make uh, Book Smart. Make Unpregnant, the movie on HBO Max. Like, it's a small budget. All these lovely, yeah. independent, small movies can make better. Like, like Palm Springs on Hulu, like it didn't cost like six million dollars, and like it was a great movie. Like all these small budget, why seventy million for a story that we have already seen? Yeah. Why bring Ben Affleck to wear the Batman suit again for like some shoots? Henry Cavill with like all the controversy that that happened. Ray Fisher, all these people, like I don't know, I don't I, know. I really just like wait and see, like why what what the producers saw in this to re. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see, we'll keep you guys updated. 
But that that sounds absolutely crazy to me. You know what doesn't sound crazy to me, though? Cannes Film Festival, yes, the biggest film festival arguably in the entire world, um, is planning to honor the 2020 official selection via a three-day event. The festival director, uh, Shama? Thierry Fremont. That's his name. Um, he said, <laughs> uh, the collection, uh, this is a direct quote from it, the collection of four films from the official selection, the short film competition, the film school competition, and the dinners and meetings epitomize the happiness we'll all feel to be together in Cannes in October. He also said the films of the official selection are currently playing to cinema goers in France, in Europe, and throughout the world. It's a great sign to see them making a stopover in Cannes before we return our attention to the 2021 season. Um, it's just a great, like it's yeah, it's great they did they they they're they, they're planning something to like not lose out because like as we know, uh, Cannes had to cancel their their festival was like in May. Yeah, it was the early earlier in the year. And they had to cancel way early. Um when all this went down. They they and they were one of the, the most devastating because Cannes Cannes is it's gigantic. It's, it's it's revered. Um so it it's 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 great to be able to hear that they have something planned, even if it's just a three day event. Uh fantastic. Um uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm real happy for them and I'm excited to see um how that develops and, and how that all comes together here. Yeah, I'm glad that this is happening. I'm glad that, like, at least, like, any kind of, of mention, you know, like, uh, so that, that's good. That's good. Last up on the news, Aldous Hodges, another uprising actor, uprising star, has been casted as Hawkman in the new DC movie Black Adam. He's joining Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, in this new movie. Another DC movie, and it's not the Snyder Cut. And it's yeah. not Justice League. Yeah. Actually, I'm more excited about the movie now because I loved his performance in Invisible Man. Yeah, he was one of our favorite parts of Invisible Man. Yeah, and and everybody loved his performance at One Night in Miami. Yes, and One Night in Miami, Regina King's great movie. So I'm so excited for for him to be joining this cast. Yeah. We'll definitely keep you updated about all the news in the film and TV. And that's it for the news today. Next up on the report. Trailers. The Haunting of Blind Manor. Um, this is uh, another addition to what's being called the Haunting series, um, which is the, it, it, it's uh, for those that got to watch the Haunting or heard of the Haunting of Hill House. Uh, this is another series, um, kind of in that same realm, that same universe, created by Mike Flanagan. Um, it is anthology, so it's not related to the Haunting of Hill House. Um, yeah, Mike Flanagan, a guy that we're super excited for um, because Dr. Sleep last year he directed. It's, it was it's fantastic. Incredible. And The Haunting of Hill House was fantastic. Um, Bly Manor, The Haunting of Bly Manor is coming on October 9th. The synopsis is, after on our pair's tragic death, Henry hires a young American nanny to care for his orphan niece and nephew who reside at Bly Manor with the chef Owen, groundskeeper Jamie, and housekeeper Mrs. Gross. Um, yeah, that is again, like I said, coming, uh, October 9th. So if you like the haunting series, make sure, make sure you check out that trailer. If you did like the haunting series, still check out the trailer because you might still like it. We got a chance to check out the show and our review on that. It's going to be coming in about a week and a half. 
Um, so keep an eye out for that um, so you can hear our thoughts on it uh, you know, before the show. If you're still on the fence or even after the show, you can come back and revisit it. Uh, but yeah, keep an eye out for that for sure. Also dropped is the trailer for Marvel's 616. Uh, it's a docuseries coming to Disney Plus this November. Uh, Marvel 616 explores Marvel's rich legacy of pioneering characters, creators, and storytelling to reflect the world outside your window. Each documentary is helmed by a unique filmmaker, and it showcases the intersections of storytelling, pop culture, and fandom within the the Marvel Universe. Yeah, so... This uh, uh, Disney Plus has been doing a good job with these little documentaries, these little docu series they've been putting on there. Um, but I I wanted to mention, mention this because one of my favorite documentary uh, directors and creators is is helming one of the one of the episodes, which is David Gelb. David Gelb did Jiro uh, 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 Dreams of Sushi and created all the Chef's Table series on Netflix. Uh, Chef's Table, hands down my favorite uh, Netflix series or uh, Netflix content altogether. Um, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. Um, but he's he's got a great mind for documentary, and I'm really, really excited. Uh, Sean, what did you think of Marvel 616? Oh, I'm so excited for Marvel 616. For, like, to have any tease of Marvel, yes, it's a docuseries, but I'm excited of the choices of these um, uh, directors that are, that will be on the show, you know, like helming each of uh, one of each um, of these episodes, talk about their lives, talk about like the Marvel characters and their mm-hmm. lives, the superheroes, then blend between like real time superheroes and superheroes. Like it's a great thing. The trailer really looks uh, nice, and uh, I cannot wait to watch this and talk uh, to you guys about it. Also, guys, we can check Roll's review for Chef's Table Barbecue on our website. Oh yeah. Mreportpod.com. Yeah, I had fun writing that one because, again, I, just, I love that series a lot. Um, I really enjoyed watching this series as well. Um, and then the last trailer we're talking about, uh, really, Sham, I'm going to let you give your thoughts because you have children. Um, Crudes 2, A New Age. The synopsis is the prehistoric family, the Crudes, are challenged by a rival family, the Bettermans, who claim to be better and more evolved. <laughs> <laughs> are you excited to watch this with your children maybe without your children i don't know actually i'm just like excited for new content the trailer didn't get me like so excited to watch it but I- i'm still gonna watch it with my kids or without them i love to hear like ryan reynolds doing some of his jokes nicholas cage emma stone like the cast is great uh, i love their voices i enjoyed watching the first cruise with my kids and definitely you're going to enjoy this. It's coming uh, the the Thanksgiving weekend. Mm. It's coming November 25th. Uh, as of now. Yeah, as of now. Oh, God, please. I, uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of animated, as we know, but I um, I enjoy the Croods. Uh, Dre loves the Croods. Oh, she loves it. So we'll definitely check it out. Um, yeah, she she absolutely loves the Croods. Uh, it's a movie that she's rewatched several times. So, um but yeah, that's it for trailers, guys. And just to give you guys something that you guys can look forward to this weekend releasing, um, we got The Boys in the Band, which is a film coming to Netflix. It's starring Jim Parsons and Zachary Quinto. Um, again, you guys can check that out this Friday on Netflix. Also coming out in theaters this weekend and online, we got Possessor Uncut, 
It's a new horror film coming out from Brandon Cronenberg um, and starring uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. Also in theaters, 12 Hour Shift starring David Arquette. Um, and then on Hulu, you guys can also check out the series Monsterland. If you like Dark Tales in the, in the feel of Black Mirror, then you want to check out Monsterland. Um, yeah, that's coming out on Hulu as well on Friday. It's an anthology. It's an, yeah, it's an anthology series every episode. Um, different tale. So make sure you guys check that out on Hulu. As we're all locked at home, <laughs> we need more and more stuff to watch. So make sure you guys check all that stuff out. And that's all we got for you for this episode. Make sure you get at us on all the socials. Like we said at the beginning of this episode, uh, on Twitter, we're now at Film for the time being, at the very least. Um, on Instagram, we're still at mreportpod, Minorities Report Film on Facebook. And then make sure you guys check out the site, mreportpod.com. Make sure you like, subscribe, you comment, you share. Make sure you leave us a review. That's huge for us uh, so that people can find us and we can climb the charts and, 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 and be more accessible for people to get to us and listen to our content. Shama, where can the people find you? You can find me at Mohamed Shama on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me at the Raul Nevado on Twitter, on Instagram. Hey, be a part of the show. If you have a report, let us know. This is yours, Minorities Report. Peace.